This is Big Talk, Michael Glab here. If you tuned into the program last week, you heard part one of my conversation with Kathy Schick and Nick Toth, the founders of the Stone Age Institute, an independent nonprofit with the goal of expanding and disseminating humanity's knowledge of itself and its evolution on Earth. Kathy and Nick met at an archaeological dig and got married to each other 43 years ago. They've been working together ever since, researching big history and deep time. And they bring their research not only to other scientists, but to the general public. The two pay close attention to humankind's use of technology, from the use of stone tools and the control of fire to the development of things like Zoom, through which the three of us chatted, and how we've adapted to all the profound changes these technologies have brought on. We left off last week talking about the disturbing recent trend of people rejecting facts and rebelling against the scientific canon. A quick scroll down the internet shows any number of ideas and suggestions that seem to have been retired decades or even centuries ago, along with suits of armor and alchemy. But somehow they're gaining popularity and credence these days. Now, I asked Kathy and Nick if they were depressed about this current trend. For the answer to that question and much more, listen to last week's part one by going to WFHB.org, pulling down on the programs menu, and clicking on Big Talk. There, you'll find the complete archive of Big Talk editions, including that of October 22nd, 2020. And, by the way, once you're on WFHB's website, why not click on the big red donate button? It's fall fun drive time, and we need your help. The music, the news, the radio theater, the talk, the opinion, the world that we bring you on these airwaves and streaming through whatever device you may use, keep on coming. And not even a global pandemic can stop us. But we have to pay the bills. We have to maintain our equipment and now and then buy new hardware and software to keep our 24-hour-a-day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year sounds coming to your house coming to your car, coming to your ears. WFHB is a shared experience. We do our part, and we ask you to do yours. Please donate today. We're not asking for the world from you, even as we try to bring the world to you. Just a small contribution can help. Go to WFHB.org and click on the big red donate button and give what you can. Now, let's get back to part two of our conversation with Kathy Schick and Nick Toth, anthropologists and founders of the Stone Age Institute. They've got some wonderful stories about Walter Cronkite, crocodile mamas, and the first car ever built in Bloomington. This is Big Talk. Humans 
are both often skeptics, but often very, very readily, it seems, take up uh, beliefs uh, such as some of the conspiracy theories that there's no basis in fact. So, Some of the things that have been going around are uh, the world is flat. That's gaining yeah, yeah. traction these days. And another thing mm-hmm. is, is that the theory of gravity is a hoax. I've heard that <laughs> one too. Right. When there was a, some cult that people thought the, in California that a spaceship was going yeah. behind a comet and they killed themselves so that they could join up in right. the spaceship in he- space. Heaven's Gate. Heaven's yeah. Gate. Heaven's was, Gate, yeah. When that happened, and that was, what, 20 years ago? Maybe At more. least. We more or less said to ourselves, there's nothing that humans cannot believe. Under the right circumstances. Under the right circumstances. So it's just a real concern and question. How, how do you really deal with that and really make people want to? We feel it's whenever somebody says something uh, or spouts off some idea, and if, even if it's tantalizing and you want to believe it, we often say, well, how do you, how do, how do you know? What's the evidence for that? And I just wish that could be made more widespread and universal, that desire to really know and know for sure. And how to find the facts. How to find the facts, yeah. And just even to think to look for them. A lot of the blowback against accepted wisdom, the science canon, is sort of an anti-authoritarianism. Oh, you know, you guys went to went to the university and you got your big degrees and you think you know everything, but uh, I read somewhere else that, uh, you know, gravity's a hoax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's ironic because I, I agree. That's very true. That thread seems running through this, this uh, going against accepted truth or the elite or authorities. But then it's also just grabbing onto another authority. Where, where did they get these things? They got it from somebody, from some person or some group or whatever that's saying this, that's asserting that. So it's, it's sort of replacing one authority <laughs> with another and uh, with, uh, often with less credibility yeah. behind it, very far less. Yeah. yeah, personally, we've put a lot of effort into educating the general public about evolution. So that, that's why we have the Big Bang, the World Wide Web website. We organize a lot of uh, lectures on campus before the pandemic. Um, we had a big grant from the John Templeton Foundation for three years that funded research in uh, the U.S., China, Republic of Georgia, and Tanzania, and we also worked into that science education in those countries as well. Teacher training workshops, student field trips to uh, museums and archeological sites. So our mission for the Stone Age Institute is one research, but two science education, which we are uh, totally behind. Let me give that address for the Stone Age Institute, and simply enough, it's one word, stoneageinstitute.org. That's how you get there. Also, let's uh, figure out how to get to the uh, From the Big Bang to the World Wide Web website. And that simply is one word, bigbangtowww.org. That's correct. Both both of those are outreach for the public to gain a little bit of understanding about 
the really intense stuff that you guys have spent decades and decades trying to figure out. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. And we hope people do visit, and uh, they, especially the Big Bang uh, BigBang.org uh, website is constructed entirely for educational purposes, basically. So uh, Stone Age Institute website does both. But uh, go to the Big Bang and take a walk through time. And uh, I hope it'll help fill people with really a sense of wonder about who we are and how we got here. And uh, that, those are actually words that come from Darwin, who at the end of his Origin of Species says, said something, um, paraphrasing, but there's a wonder uh, uh, in this, this sense of man, as humans were called back then, that right. there's a real, real deep-seated deep sense of wonder and awe of how we got here the way we are. Yeah. And, and we, we have our own publication series, Stone Age Institute Press. And if you go to our Stone Age Institute website, all of the chapters of all of our books you can access for free so that uh, uh, we're not in, the, in this publication series to make money. We do have hard copies of our books, but all, all, anywhere around the world, any student can access these things for free. Yeah. So would I have to would I have to be a PhD level academician <laughs> to understand the stuff you're talking about? It probably depends on you know we've got books on brain evolution that get pretty neurological, but other ones no, I think they they'd be an easy read. Yeah, people can browse them and see what see what uh, uh, piques their interest and what they might want to have a look at. And years ago, we did a popular book with Simon and Schuster. Uh, called uh, uh, Making Silent Stone Speak. And, oh yeah. and uh, Say that one again, would you? Ma Making Silent Stone Speak, uh, Human Evolution in the Dawn of Technology. And that was a popular book about our personal research. And that got a very good distribution because it was published by Simon and & Schuster. And became Book of the Month Club. Yeah, and History Book Club. And, and we also did a, a, a four-part television series with Walter Cronkite. Uh, the name of the series was Ape Man, and that was shown here through Arts and Entertainment. So uh, Walter was seemed to be impressed enough about what we did that he actually joined our advisory board. He doesn't join many things, so we had Walter Cronkite as a colleague for a while, which was great. We would visit him at uh, his CBS headquarters in New York and at his home at Martha's Vineyard as well. I got to sit on the ground with uh, Walter. We did filming in Africa with him. We got, got on the ground and we were trying to make fire together with different devices that I brought along. Walter got down and he says, you know, I haven't been on the ground in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, also loved, I also loved when he said, may I call you Kathy? <laughs> said, certainly. <laughs> Boy, I, I, I wish there was a Walter Cronkite today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The trusted figure. Nobody trusts anybody anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he would talk about that, actually, the, you know, the, the way the media is going and how mm -hmm. reporting is being done and presented, and he was, he was pretty critical. He was critical and concerned, yeah. I just happened to pick up the new book by David Attenborough, and it's called, I believe, A Life on Our Planet. Uh, it, are you fans of David Attenborough and his uh, specials? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he's, he's a great person to present uh, things about the animal world and the planet Earth. We actually learned something interesting. Years ago in Kenya, we, we heard a scratching outside of the stone building that we were at near Lake Turkana. And when we came, we scooped out pits and you could see crocodile tracks and broken crocodile eggs. And 20 years later, we were watching one of his documentaries and we realized that a mother croc heard her babies hatching came by where she had buried them, near where we were staying, dug them up, put them in her mouth, took them out to the lake. If oh. we had up there in the middle of the night with a flashlight. We are so <laughs> glad that we just examined inside with a flashlight, and then we went back to sleep, and we didn't go outside for this, this miracle, this great event of the crocodile birth. Yeah. Hey, you're in a dangerous business. <laughs> we've been face-to-face -face with the leopard. We've had a viper in our tent, which causes more deaths in Africa than any other species. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we be as careful. We've never had malaria, which most of our colleagues have had. We try to be as careful as we possibly can. And uh, we've been very lucky. How far back does human history go? Okay, written history, about 5,000 years. In ter terms of stone tools, we can take it back uh, over two and a half million. In terms of upright walking, maybe six million years ago or so. So it really depends on what your definition of what a human is and what your definition of history is. Before written records, we normally talk about prehistory. It's a term that the British uh, invented in the 19th century. Yeah, it's interesting. When we first started in this field a few decades ago, a lot of people thought that the human package developed all at once, all together, the, the upright walking, the large brain, and stone tools. And now, from the, the last several decades, the last three, four decades of research, people have found, no, no, they happened you have to tease it apart. They happened in sequence. First upright walking, later stone tools, later the emergence of this large brain and increasing uh, brain size uh, afterwards. So it's, it's part of a whole sequence of events, each one building on the one before it. Yeah. And mu much of our research in the last 40 years has been learning how our ancestors learned to make and use stone tools. So we do a lot of experiments in, in making stone tools, using them, analyzing what's, what the, the products and the byproducts of these activities that we can then identify in the archaeological record as well. So experimentation is a big part of what we do. And it's also a lot of fun. You're putting yourself in the role, basically, of a prehistoric caveman and seeing what they were doing. And you learn a lot by doing that. So it wasn't just a matter of a chimp-like critter jumping down out of a tree and saying, here I am, human being. No. Absolutely not. Yeah, that's very true. It was a long, long process, and each step took time to develop, and then the next stage built on that. It's a, a very long evolutionary process, but a fascinating one. Absolutely fascinating. And we know that our nearest living relatives, chimpanzees, and uh, they make and use stone tools. And as Jane Goodall has pointed out, that's, that makes them, you know, share a lot with humans. Although, as Jay Leno once said, if chimpanzees were really like humans, they would just borrow somebody else's tools and never return them again. 
Hi folks, Michael Glab here. I'm the producer and host of Big Talk, and I have some big news. We have a donor who will match your donation this hour. So let's get three listeners this half hour to go to WFHB.org and click on the big red donate button. It's easy, it's fast, and it's secure. Won't you please help us continue to bring the finest in music, news and public affairs programming to Bloomington and South Central Indiana for the rest of this year and into the foreseeable future. Go online, go to your laptop, go to your smartphone, go to whatever device you use and go to WFHB.org. You can't miss that big red donate button. Click on it and please give what you can. We make a little go a long way. Nobody's getting rich here at WFHB. There are no golden parachutes here, just involved, passionate people aiming to bring you great radio, local radio, important radio, fun radio, just radio. We're listener supported and that means you. This is a shared experience. We do our part, and now we're asking you to do yours. Now's the time to make a difference and help us bring you the news, the music, the entertainment, the opinion, the radio you've come to depend on this last quarter of a century. That's right. WFHB has been on the air for more than 25 years, and you've been there through it all. We can make it through another 25 years and more. If you go to WFHB.org and click on the big red donate button, give what you can. Every little bit helps. And if you can find a way to give a big bit, well, we won't have anything to argue about with that. But if everybody who listens to WFHB gives a bit, we're going to make it. And what will your donation bring? There's blooming out. There's Bring It On, there's Interchange, there's Eco Report, there's Artbeat, there's Better Beware, there's KiteLine, and the rest of the great programming produced by our News and Public Affairs Department. And how about this program, Big Talk? We're aiming for $200 during this half hour. That'll be matched by an anonymous donor. Don't you think the programming you love the programming you turn to every day, every week, every month, every year for more than a quarter of a century is worth that much? We bring you the sounds and you help us keep going. And no donation is too small. Every bit is going to go a long way toward keeping us afloat, keeping us on the air, keeping us doing our jobs here at WFHB. Go to WFHB.org, click on the big red donate button. And now, let's get back to Big Talk with our guests, anthropologists Kathy Schick and Nick Toth of the Stone Age Institute. Stone Age. 
So we're going to have to get you out to the Institute sometime. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be a riot. Yeah. We can either wait till the, <laughs> till the pandemic is over or we can wear masks either way. But, <laughs> either uh, way. Yeah. yeah. Now, Kathy and Nick, besides your own books that you have published and your own papers, which are accessible on the website, what are some good, popular books that talk about human evolution and technology? Books that can be easily read by me. Yeah, there are there um, there are a number of good ones. Um, one by um, yeah, Sapiens: A Brief History of Humankind. Very popular. I think he's got two sequels to it now, if I remember correctly. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, David Christian. He's like the, one of the pioneers of big history. He has a book called Big History. I, I forgot what the subtitle is. But if you look under David Christian, you'll find it. And he, he did one of these amazing things where he narrates, how many lectures was it, Kathy? It's like 24 hours of lectures um, through the Learning Tree or one of those companies. But it turns out that Bill Gates listens to these when he's exercising on his treadmill. <laughs> and so he actually uh, has funded uh, much of David Christian's research now in Australia. He got very interested in the big history thinking and big history project and put some weight and some funds behind it, which is uh, very important in this field. Um, Stone Age Institute runs really on, on donations and donated money and many different ventures in educational field are really funded by options and people who are interested in trying to investigate and disseminate information. And once again, that's the stoneageinstitute.org. Also, uh, Big Bang to www.org. Those are two of the sites uh, that you two run in an effort to get people to understand this huge field. Yeah, and uh, when we came out with the Big Bang Project, we also had for several years a museum exhibit at the, the Mathers Museum. From the origins of the universe all the way down to the last uh, 10 years. One of the interesting spin-offs of that is our friend Carl Cook, the you know CEO of the Cook Group. We had the earliest um, automobile from the 1880s. From Bloomington. Yeah, Built yeah. by a jeweler who uh, had an office on the square. And Carl and his engineer were so fascinated with this that they built a working model exactly the same size from scratch. Even cast their own parts in iron, molten iron, which we watched them do. And, uh, it, that's, and he learned all kinds of interesting things about Bloomington as he did that. For example, the, the foundry in those days in the 1800s is where the bluebird is done. And that's where a lot of the metalworking was being done. The little things like that. And the guy who built the, the jeweler who built the automobile, uh, he also serviced all the pumping um, fire department pumps at the time as well. So he was clearly a, a very handy person with, with tools and technology. Are, are you from Bloomington? No. Uh, Chicago. And uh, we moved here. My, my wife got a job at Cook. Oh. And uh, she runs uh, email marketing for Cook. Oh, and uh, so I'm a writer. 
I can do it anywhere. Yeah. So when did you move here? 2009, November, uh, mm, September of 2009. In fact, okay. we, we drove up in our, with our U-Haul truck mm -hmm. uh, the night of the 2009 Lotus Fest. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So and I go, oh, my God, there's a place. world music festival here? What a cool city. Because I knew <laughs> nothing. I knew nothing uh, about uh, Bloomington. So you didn't know where you were moving to. Well, that Hell must, no. That must have been a pleasant surprise then. Well, yes, it sure was. I, you know, I knew, I knew that Indiana University existed, but I knew nothing about the town. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually in Israel studying Neanderthals with a colleague. Uh, this is in 1986. And I was manning the fort at Berkeley. And, and th uh, they wanted to interview us for the job here. And I knew almost nothing about Indiana University. And my Israeli host said, oh, that's where the movie Breaking Away was filmed. <laughs> and I had seen the movie, so that helped. Uh, so I had an idea of what to expect. La, la, la. We have a donor who will match your donation this hour. Go to WFHB.org and click on the big red donate button. It's easy, it's fast, and it's secure. Won't you please help us continue to bring the finest in music, news, and public affairs programming to Bloomington and South Central Indiana? Go online and go to WFHB.org. You can't miss that big red donate button. Click on it and please give what you can. We make a little go a long way. Involved, passionate people aiming to bring you great radio, local radio, important radio, fun radio, just radio. We're listener-supported, and that means you. This is a shared experience. We do our part, and now we're asking you to do yours. Now's the time to make a difference and help us bring you the news, the music, the entertainment, the opinion, the radio you've come to depend on this last quarter of a century. That's right. WFHB has been on the air for more than 25 years, and you've been there through it all. We can make it through another 25 years and more if you go to WFHB.org and click on the big red donate button. Give what you can. Every little bit helps. La, 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 la. They tell great stories. They've got a great story. Kathy Schick. Nick Toth, they're a married couple, an academic married couple. They've been together for years and years and years. They're studying how we got here as humans. And they are the co-founders of the Stone Age Institute. Thanks for being on Big Talk. That's uh, our great pleasure. Thanks very much.